Welcome back to Mama Mystery. I am your host, Kelly, and today is a special episode. This is actually going to be a Mama Minute episode. I have my co-host and dear friend, Carol Ann Miljavik. Woo! I, lo- I love your podcast voice, oh. Kelly. <laughs> I know. It's like so not typically my natural voice, but this one I feel like is going to be more natural because I don't have a script I'm reading from. Mm. This truly is just going to be a conversation. So just you'll hear how chat. I... So the real you is going to come out in oh, a moment. Oh, shoot. You sound like that um, radio host. What is it? Delilah. When they're like, good evening, listeners. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my next, like, my next sub show. You know, I have Mama Mystery, and then I have my Mama Minutes, and then I had Mama, Head- or Mama Mystery headlines for a minute, and next I'm going to get do. Dear Delilah, send me your questions. I can give you advice. You'll definitely have more dad listeners for sure. Oh, God. (laughs) No, we can't do that. We were just talking about ASMR. I cannot... I don't know why people find that so satisfying to listen to. People really enjoy it. The whispering or like Mm -hmm. the mouth sounds. I I can't. Not the mouth sounds, but I will say... This is part of something I, I, that I like about pickleball is that I love the doot, doot, like the sound of it bouncing back and forth. I love that, which I know other people who have courts like in their yards, it's driving them nuts. Their neighbors are like, that's all we hear all the time. But the nails, yeah, you know, they tap them. I, I don't like that at all. That I, or just like the whispering and like hearing your tongue in your mouth. I It, it fills yeah. me with rage. I was just telling Carolyn before we started recording that... I have an eight and nine year old and if they're eating next to my ear and they're like chewing really loudly, I just fill up with rage. But if my one year old little baby does it, I'm like, oh, he's so cute and yummy. And mm-hmm. I don't know what age that changes because I know at one point I thought Jack and Kennedy were really cute when they would chew. But I just I think it's the age where they know it bothers you and they're doing it on purpose while staring you in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. That that's definitely possible. So she basically said not to go while we're on this episode yeah I made her made her spit out her gum you're welcome I've done this before I know better I should not have done that but whatever I'm really happy to be here thank you it's been a long time coming yes because we live in the same tiny town and it's ridiculous that we haven't done this sooner I know and we hang out yeah we just so why didn't we ever do this I don't know we should and you know when you hang out with your friends and you're like well, this should have been recorded because it would have been a great episode or it would have been a great podcast. This is so We're so funny. This is what we're doing We're so now. funny. We're finally doing it. I know. We're sharing our, our humor with you all. Y'all. About, yeah, with, well, you're going to talk like me now. <laughs> I'm from Alabama, so, um, but I tend to change the way that I speak whoever I'm around. If I'm around you long enough, Kelly, I'm going to start I talking do not like, like that. <laughs> You totally talk like this sometimes. You really do. Because I notice I'm doing it. when I'm So Valley Girl. Oh, geez. I know. Aston, he likes to mimic me all the time. And I think it's the funniest thing to listen to him try to mock how I sound. Well, at least you're understandable. I just try to say something to Austin upstairs. And I think I just sounded like a banjo to him. Just because he didn't have a clue Not a what clue. I said. Not a single clue. Uh, so um, if you don't already know, Carol Ann is a comedian. She's actually going on tour starting in August your first stop is in Joplin Mm -hmm. and how long have you been doing this so the first tour was in 2019 and I got two whole shows in before COVID shut me down Mm -hmm. and then but since then I've done I've headlined three tours and um the first one was awesome and then the every time I would come home from shows my husband was like I'm gonna show you what you're missing while you're out on the road <laughs> you know because getting humped from behind while I'm trying to sleep is <laughs> whatever girl really wants. missed that you know and <laughs> <laughs> get me back on the road <laughs> yeah so obviously um I ended up pregnant even though we did everything you're supposed to do other than use condoms and birth control and um <laughs> So then I went back out on the road, pregnant, and then I took the little newborn baby, baby Mac, out on the road with me, um, baby on board tour, and that was super fun. That was crazy. It Watching was crazy. you do that, I was just like, this woman is superwoman. To travel with a baby, mm-hmm. you breastfed the entire time. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you are superhuman. There is no way I could have done that and kept my yeah. sanity. Yeah, and since I was breastfeeding, I couldn't do half as many drugs as I normally would, and... <laughs> It was really rough. 
I'm just, I don't know. She's not a drug addict, you guys. No, not since I was like 14. I got over that hump a long time ago. Uh, But but yeah, no, it was crazy. It was fun though. You know, it was, um, he was, I think from the time he was three months to six months, I toured with him and then I took a couple of months off and then went right back on the road. And last year it was nine, nine months of the year I was gone and I did. I was like, I'm going to just hustle harder and show all the moms you can do it. And it was great, but it did definitely come at the expense of a lot of joy and me being exhausted and trying to do, like, all the things I would normally do at home but just do it on the road. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, ordering Instacart right before I go on stage so that the kids have groceries to eat because, God forbid, the husband has to go to the grocery store. He's not one of those. So You're truly um, managing, like, so many different things and you're away I just can't even imagine how stressful that would be yeah and you know it was so this year or this last time I've taken quite a bit of time off and then going back out onto the road it's going to be so different I'm just doing like right now I only have one show a month on the schedule for now and it's Saturdays and it's one night only and we're not we're doing theaters instead of the comedy clubs and so I feel like it's going to be a better balance for me. And if any moms that want to just go hard and hustle hard and work harder, I'm all for that. If you have your joy and it's what you want and you've got a, a schedule and support and that's working out for you, I think that's great. But I personally recognize that it was like sucking the joy out of my soul. Mm-hmm. So I needed to, you know, figure out something different. To yeah, do, you know, and I feel like you get so or not you, but just in general, I personally get caught up thinking that what other people are doing is something I should be capable of doing. And that's such a farce. And I think that's a real dangerous, you know, part of social media is comparing yeah. yourself to what you see other people doing. And one thing I've really struggled with is balance and trying to balance mm-hmm. all these different things. And what even is balance? I don't, I've never figured it out. I've never felt like I have a truly good balance because there's always something that needs to be done or I, I feel like I'm just constantly unfinished. Or there's got to be a child that I'm missing somewhere. I don't know. Like There's right. so many of them at this point. Um, balancing taking care of yourself and then finding, like, first of all, figuring out what your purpose even is mm-hmm. to begin with because once you have kids, it's you don't exist anymore. It's just everything's all about them and it has been for so many years. I mean, I have four so it's been a really long time of just, and I wanted to do that. I, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy being everything for the kids. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you do have, it, when you discover that there's something that you really feel you were put on this earth to do, and you love it wholeheartedly, and I like I personally feel like that was God's plan for my life, was this is how I serve others, mm-hmm. then it's just figuring out how do I do that and not and not just completely lose sight of everything else so still being a good mom and still being you know a good wife and still taking care of yourself like self-care is yeah. incredibly difficult because that's the first thing I'll put off you know oh, like for sure you know, if I, I can't like eat chips so I'll common. just that'll be the thing that gets pushed to the side mm-hmm. you know so um yeah it's, ta- it's it's hard it is difficult and you do need a good I feel like you definitely need a good support system um I was raised by a single mom so I kind of grew up with that mindset, like, you just got to, you can do it all. And, you know, any women, and we can, we can do it all. Mm -hmm. But you, that's not the, that's not the best way to go about it if you don't have to. You know what I mean? Because my mom did it all, but she was miserable for a very long time. I don't want to be miserable. I want to do what I love and be happy and feel fulfilled Mm -hmm. and, you know, figure that out. So. Well, everybody's journey is specific to them. I know that goes without saying really, but you know, I feel like that's where we get caught up in comparison. And then what we're going to end up talking about for this episode is Mm -hmm. mom shaming. Mm -hmm. And so what you do with your life, you know, if someone else is judging it or, you know, people are just so quick to judge what you choose to do or how you choose to spend your time. Like it's, it's kind of wild to me that, you know, moms put the most pressure on ourselves and we're also the ones who put pressure on our fellow moms. It's like, we know how much pressure we already put on ourselves. So why would we put that on somebody else? And I think sometimes people don't even realize that they're doing it, but. Especially with the internet, because now, you know, everyone's very, very freely expressing all of their opinions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I, I can't even, 
remember a whole lot of times other than maybe little subtle digs or passive aggressive comments that, you know, just silly things like that. But um, in 2016 was when I actually had the first viral video that I ever had. And, you know, if just to describe what it was for anyone who doesn't know, I was dancing in my basement. Like I was working out and Push It Good came on. And I did what all of us do. And we all know what we do. We drop the weights and we twerk our butts off, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. And at the time, both I had two kids at home with me. And one of them with little Bodie, she was only... Oh, gosh, I think she was maybe 18 months old at the time. And um, she had just learned how to just say help all the time. Didn't matter what it was. It doesn't matter, like, what she needed. It was going to be this, like, help. Like, just this, like, <laughs> this very dramatic, very just, oh, poor child. She's suffering kind yes. of help. And she had this, like, the highest pitch. I mean, she sounded like a mouse yeah, when she was monk. little. She truly did. She really did. So I can just, I can hear it. Yeah. And she, you can't see her in the video, but I can see her. And her and her sister have the iPad, and she's wanting to play Caillou on there and so and and her sister won't give it to her so she's mad and going help because her sister won't give her the iPod well I'm not going to interrupt my you know your flow down I mean like I was hitting every single move that I remember them doing in the video and that doesn't always happen so I wasn't just going to stop you know what I mean it was like three minutes straight of me crushing it and so I didn't stop, and I got, I got mom shamed so hard. My like it's primarily women and yes. other moms, you know, just like just couldn't believe that I would not stop dancing for a moment to check on my child, who I could see sitting right beside me, just wanting an iPad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I know she sounds like a dying cat, but she's fine. You know, and, she is fine. Yeah, and like that, I think that was the. I had a real hard time with that because uh, I wasn't mentally prepared mm-hmm. to deal with that. And I really do think that when we have people jumping to conclusions about like who we are as mothers, it really is a reflection of how well we know ourselves and how um, good we feel about what we're doing in our own lives, how we take that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I didn't take it very well at the time. I was just not, I'd never had that happen to me. I'd never had a viral video before. So I was scared to death because I just knew like the internet's mean and crazy and they're going to come for me. And I've learned over time that I don't feel quite as defensive if I'm like okay with myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's hard because I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to get to that point where you do feel confident enough to let things roll off your back. Yeah. And not feel so defensive or a need to, you know, explain yourself or sometimes just like you just really want to put someone in their place because you're just so angry, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling all those emotions, the angry defensiveness. um, I don't know. Like all of that is, is, for me, a sign that I needed like work on myself a little bit. Like they need to work on themselves worse, mm-hmm. but you can't control other people. So right. let me focus back on myself and you worry about you because I think whether it's women, moms, whatever, just people in general being really judgy and opinionated and, and really going out of their way to try and make someone else feel bad is just a sign that they have some deep-seated things that maybe they're insecure about Mm -hmm. or not happy about and this is just a way that it makes them feel better Mm -hmm. I've always believed that the way you treat others is a reflection of how you feel about yourself Mm -hmm. and so as you were talking about the comments on your video I began thinking I wonder if these moms feel a void within their own capabilities as a mother and making these comments make makes them feel more validated as a mother. So they feel better as a mother for calling out something else, someone else is doing that they would never do despite not having the context. And so maybe they feel a little flutter of validation. It's not, it's fleeting. It doesn't last. And it leaves the other person more often than not hurting. And, you know, maybe they don't even realize that, but I think often they do. (laughs) But bottom line, like most people, if you are a happy person, just in general, if you're a happy person 
And you're, and this is a reflection of someone who really is wanting to be better and do better and wanting to grow uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all the way around, right? Is someone who is able to take a step back and go, why do I feel the need to do this? Mm-hmm. And actually question their own self and say, this is not a good character trait for me to have. I need to work on this and figure out where it's coming from. Because mm-hmm. happy people just do not have a need to try to make someone else feel crappy. Right. Especially someone that you're not like close with. You don't even know that well. It still baffles me the way that people talk to each other online. It really does. And I know people, this is like a hot topic. And I think it's because people get real defensive of the idea that they're not supposed to be mean to people online or talk to people a certain way. And it's just, I, you know, I, the excuse I've heard is, um, well, then you shouldn't put it out there if you don't want to hear it. And that's fine. But if you are, I just, I've never seen something that's made me be like, I don't know. It's a complete stranger and be like, let me go into these comment threads and just give them a piece of my mind. Right. I just, it doesn't even cross my mind because I just, I don't know. I wasn't raised that way for one, but the whole idea of always giving people a certain amount of respect and treating people with kindness, it applies online as far as I'm concerned as well. Yeah. So you would have to do something pretty egregious for me to go out of my way to try and leave a comment to make you feel bad. You, you know, know, it's the irony that this is our conversation right now because earlier today, one of my best friends, um, somebody made a status about her on Facebook and I got so upset because this was my, one of my best friends and this woman is like attacking her on social media in this super long post. And my reaction was to go like defend my friend. And for a moment I thought, no, you know, don't get involved or... Uh, you know, don't stir the pot or make it worse or whatever. Just like keep, stay quiet, you know, control yourself. And then I thought, no, I'm going to react to somebody getting hurt that I really care about, you know, because I feel like it's almost this expectation that people can just say whatever they want and be vile with no repercussions. And, yeah. and you know, too many times something like this has happened or it's happened to me personally and I – I bite my tongue and I let the person, you know, say what they want to say. And then I think about all the things I wish I would have said after the fact. (laughs) And I like have these conversations in my head where I have them out loud. See, and I don't usually Um, sit in my car and I say it all out loud like an absolute psychopath, but it makes me feel better. (laughs) Gosh, well, if it makes you feel better, by all means do it. But I, so a few weeks ago, the, the reason I wanted to have this conversation on the podcast is because Recently, Kat Stickler on um, TikTok. She's I, see, a, I did see this. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a popular TikTok creator and she posted about taking her daughter to a park and at the park, there was a birthday party going on and her daughter was kind of playing with some of the girls that were attending the birthday party. Mm-hmm. And then it came time to hand out the cake and the host of the party knelt down to Kat's daughter and said, you can't have this cake. These are not your friends. Mm-hmm. And so she said that in that moment, she just felt like gutted for her daughter because it just really didn't need to be said like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was some, there was something else to the story where she felt like she was being shamed as a mother. Like, where was she? Why wasn't she watching her daughter go up to the party and try to get a snack? Like, mm-hmm. anyway. And so it just prompted me to expand on this topic because a few weeks ago I got a phone call from another mom, a phone call. Like, I feel like that made it so much more personal. Mm -hmm. You know, I can take things written text on social media or whatever. Um, you know, you have time to process how you react, but when it's a phone call and you're just kind of blindsided, it, it just completely caught me off guard. And it was in regards to sending my son to daycare after we thought he might have hand, foot, and mouth. So he is a year and a half year old. He's a year and a half. He goes to daycare. He came home with a couple spots on his lip and hand, foot, and mouth had been going around for like nine days at this point. And so they just wanted to be safe to make sure that it wasn't that. So I go pick him up from daycare. I consulted with his pediatrician, multiple nurses, his teacher, and the head of the school. 
to make sure he could go back the next day. He hadn't had a fever in over three days and the fever wasn't even like, it didn't even register to me that the fever could have been from a potential hand, mm-hmm. foot and mouth situation. Um, well, the- yeah, but also you don't even, you have zero idea if, the, if he ever even had it at all. Exactly. He had no spots I on mean, his hands. He did not even, I, I saw, he did not look like he had it. I, I know because, well, it's different on everyone also, but um, you know, he's, he's always touching his mouth and yes. he's always, and like, I know my kid it bites everything, mm-hmm. puts his mouth on everything. He's almost two. So, I mean, they're like, he gets little like rashes sometimes like on his face or, you know, nothing crazy, but just, you know, the, it was an assumption, right? It was a, an assumption that he might've had it. So I made Possibly, sure. Possibly, maybe. Right. Yeah. And here, the other thing is like, he eats so many acidic foods, like berries, loves berries. Mm-hmm. So there was no telling if he, it was a potential reaction from that. Cause I get bumps on my lip if I eat acidic foods. It's mm-hmm. just something that happens to me. He didn't have spots anywhere else, anywhere else. So everyone said I could take him back. And then that night that I took him back, I got this phone call from this mom who was very upset with me because I brought him back and she chastised me for 10 minutes about taking him back, how um, nothing mattered. Nothing that I said mattered. I said that I consulted with his pediatrician and these nurses and the head of the school and his teachers. It did not matter. What mattered was that I put her child at risk of getting mm-hmm. hand, foot, and mouth, despite the fact that it had already been in the room for nine days at that right. point. And despite the fact so that, at that you're point, in every time anyone decided to drop the kid, your kids off, you know that you're there's yeah. potential. Yeah, you're at risk. There, which at a daycare, there's potential every day of the week. Exactly. Know? Especially it's with little daycare. Ones. <laughs> it's, yeah. These babies are all together. I mean, this is my third child, so maybe I'm just more aware of the potential things they can catch at daycare or in public spaces. Mm -hmm. But if you try to protect your child from every living, breathing germ or disease, you're going to stress yourself to the max. And I I realized that and maybe this person didn't. But then there were comments that were really degrading. Just dug at you a little. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just comments like, you know, if I, if my kid gets it, I actually have to take PTO as if like my work or my life or my job is not doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter it's not adequate it's well there this is what happens sometimes too with it because it's it's actually it's like on the one hand especially if you know someone and you want to be able to talk like as adults do and this is like the thing that doesn't happen often is adults actually talking something out Mm -hmm. like adults Mm -hmm. and not you know being like just talk about each other especially women Mm -hmm. talking about each other behind your backs or what to go straight to the source say hey had a problem with this a little bit. It kind of upset me. I just wanted to let you know, whatever. But then when it deviates from that adult conversation to let me find ways to put you down or make you feel like a bad person Mm -hmm. or a bad mother, or let me take digs at you as a person. Yeah. Or imply that you don't care about the kids, but I do. Right. Instead of discussing just the situation at hand and then trying to also understand where the other person's coming from. And that's the difference is, is taking that, like your frustration and using it as a reason to try to make someone else feel really awful. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. You know, and with the cat stickler thing, there was so many different sides to that too, which, and she openly wanted opinions. She asked in that case, she definitely said, give me your opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what you do as an influencer. Really. It doesn't even matter. You just need as many comments as humanly possible and things like that. Get a lot of comments. So, um, there's always two different viewpoints on that, you know? And of course there's a lot of moms on that one that came in and they were like, well, I don't know who raised you, but I was raised that you just let anyone, everyone come join in. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not everybody. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're a crappy person. It means that you went, I don't know if you've ever hosted a birthday party, but some people, it's a lot of stress and a lot of work and a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you maybe don't have enough for extra people. Um, I know like some of the, which hers was different. It was at a public park, but still I'm kind of thinking like, both sides of that as a mom i would not let my children just go into what was that a banjo (laughs) 
Are you playing a banjo to make fun of my accent right now? Is that what? I hit my my mic arm. If you heard that, that's what Austin hears when I speak. Um, but uh, I, I I probably would not allow my kids to like infiltrate a party, a birthday party. You know, because it's not they don't know them. It's not our party. I agree. It's not our food. It's not anything. Should the mom have spoken to a child like that? Absolutely not. Exactly. You know, and also we weren't there to hear what the mom actually said and the right. tone she used and how she said it. So there's, you know, I don't know. I'm maybe she did say it like that. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. If she did, she shouldn't have. That was there's not a the lot way of context that's lacking. Right. Yeah. But I do understand. Um, I kind of understand the other mom's perspective as well as cats, but also cats young. She has one child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so she might not fully understand some of the stress that that mom might have been feeling that day. And as a mom of four who's had to host several birthday parties, there's days where I am hanging on by a thread mm-hmm. on birthday party days, just trying to get through the day and not lose my mind. Absolutely. And, you know, and like I said, she shouldn't talk to a child like that. But you do. You, you know, now you've got all of this army of moms coming at thank god they don't know who this mom was or bless her heart she'd be getting gosh she would just be getting hate mail Burned at and, the state yes and you know it's i think that's a problem i think that's a problem is not considering what someone else is going through or dealing with or the mindset that that person might have and just jumping to an opportunity to make someone else you know feel really bad yeah and we don't need we don't need help with that we don't no. need any help with oh that. Oh, my God. That's exactly right, Carolyn. So at one point, my voice did start to shake because I was trying to hold back tears because I was like, man, this is exactly why I consulted with the doctor and the nurses and the school. And I made sure everyone gave me the okay. Nobody said not to take him. And so I, I did all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. And this one person who, you know, called me out like it, it just crushed me. Cause I was like, man, I really thought I was doing everything I was supposed to do. And now you're making me feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And not only that, you don't know what you're doing, but that you don't care about other people's children. Right. That and it's just some like, that makes you like, maybe that's not the purpose of why it was said, but obviously that's received as you think I'm some kind of monster who just doesn't even care. Right. About other it it like questions my character. And like, yeah. you don't know me well enough to to question my character, but you know, I don't know. I just feel like in that moment, I didn't feel like I was being called to be heard. It was more like I was Chastised. called to be talked to, mm-hmm. you know, and nothing I said made any kind of difference. And at the end of the day, we're all trying to do our best. And so to get a call like that was just like, really, I just had never experienced anything like that. And it's not that I can't handle confrontational conversations usually though there's like a back and forth there's a give and take there's like a a a mission to understand each other and come Mm -hmm. to some sort of resolution yeah um and i think usually you plan to meet outside you know (laughs) like you cash me outside exactly you you're like great this day by this tree out by the park (laughs) you know and you already know all the things you're gonna say before you run away before they can hit you it's just not the same to ambush someone on a phone call who calls anyone anymore what are we doing she could have texted you every word of that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like in that moment i just had no time to even react and i it got me thinking like man this shit really does happen like Mm -hmm. this is very real when people talk about it. So I made a post on Instagram talking about how I was going to talk about mom shaming, my experience with it and everybody else's experience with it. The engagement on that post was one of the highest engagements I've gotten on any post because Mm -hmm. of all the moms who have experienced it themselves, whether it's from friends, strangers on social media or their own family members, Mm -hmm. their mothers, their Mm mothers-in-law. Like I just, I don't, quite understand why we don't lift each other up more. I know that sounds so cliche. Like, why don't we lift each other up and just arm in arm and be women and go women? Like, I'm not trying to say that. I just, I think some of it is, goes back to like mean girls turn into mean women and we can, we can preach this culture of women supporting women, blah, 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 blah. We want, but the reality is most of us don't. Yeah. And I'll say too, that doesn't mean like just cause someone's, a fellow female you support everything they do because that's not true at all either what I mean is having just 
a mute like a common decency and respect for one another and trying to be more understanding for what all of us are absolutely going through on a daily basis trying to raise little humans and you know some people have a different experience than others are having you know some people have more support at home than others some people you know are having different struggles in in so many different ways but the one thing that I think is true for the majority of mothers is we are trying our best mm-hmm. and we are stressed all yes. the time because we have so much to think about and worry about and try to accomplish on a daily basis and you know they want and they want to eat all the time like (laughs) you know what I mean like you just ate breakfast eight hours ago meanwhile you know I'm living on coffee and you know and also too I think some of it's how you were raised and how you watched your own maybe mother interact with her mm-hmm. friends or, you know what I mean? I think some of that also comes into play, which you now oh, see sure. as a mom, you see that with your own kids and their friends. And I've noticed like, particularly with little girls, it's the same cycle mm-hmm. all the time. It's just mistreating each other for no good reason, no yeah. reason at all whatsoever. And I think that there's um, maybe this underlying need that women have, or they don't mean to be, but just to be competitive with each other instead of supportive of each other. And it's just, it seems like it's this competition all the time, you know, who's doing yeah. better and who's doing this or that. And, and it's, it's exhausting. And I didn't, I don't have a lot of female friends. I don't have a lot of mom friends, um, which is so weird because like my primary demographic is moms. Yeah. You know, I, that's when I have shows, it's mostly moms. Um, and I'm always thinking to myself, uh, but I don't have any mom friends, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not just mom, it's just women, just women in general, I find really difficult to one, get to know and two, to trust. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Today's episode is sponsored by StoryWorth. I thought I knew my dad really well, better than anyone, but one day we were chatting and I heard a story that I had never heard before. And that got me wondering how many other stories don't I know? So that's why for Father's Day, I got my dad and I got my husband the gift of StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your dad or your husband, uncle, any father figure connect through sharing stories and memories, and then it preserves them for years to come. So here's how it works. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one with a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast array of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you may have never thought to ask, like, what's your fondest childhood memory? Or have you ever feared for your life? Or my personal favorite, how did you rebel as a child? Now that I'm a parent myself, it just makes me curious to know what kind of kid my parent was. Something about that just really humanizes them. You will enjoy reading the responses, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that the whole family can share for generations to come. Give all the father figures in your life a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash mama mystery. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash mama mystery to save $10 off your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash mama mystery, just in time for Father's Day. I, you know, I've always thought that my um feelings towards like female friendships was rooted in the the lack of trust I had because of my mother so like I grew up with a mom who was an alcoholic and um an addict to other things as well but it it made for a really like abusive situation at times and so there were a lot of times that I was very much hurt by my own mother and it made me think if I can't trust my own mother how am I supposed to trust another female? So mm-hmm. I just kind of steered clear and I always had to guard up and my female friendships were typically very superficial. But yeah. then I had a daughter and I was like, 
we got to break this cycle. I'm yeah. not going to do to my daughter what was done to me. It might be natural and comfortable because that's how I was raised. But like I knew how it made me feel growing up and I knew I did not want my daughter to feel that way. And so I pride myself on how kind my daughter is and how inclusive she is. Um, and just how freaking sweet she is. I mean, she has her moments of sass, but <laughs> at the end of the day, like she is, she has a heart that feels, and I am proud of her for that. And so, it's you like know you what? Said, I think though. that's part of what is uh, what can be really easy. I think sometimes starting as when you're young with little girls, even is not wanting to get hurt. So I'm going to do it first. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to establish myself as the queen bee as quickly as possible so I don't get hurt. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't even think it's, they realize that that that's what's happening. Yeah. You're now in order to avoid getting your own feelings hurt. You've kind of become this center point for hurting so many other people. Conflict. Yeah. Just constant and talk. It's just toxic. I realized that when I was going through like high school and college, I had a close friend that I had a big fallout with. And a lot of that was like my own fault. I mean, there's no, no two perfect people. Like there were things that I was hurt by as well, but there were a lot of things that I realized I did to kind of like push this person away. And then in my relationship, even with Austin in the very beginning, this was like, I met Austin after my mom died, like within six months. And the start of our relationship was very like honeymoony and very like oh, fairy tale. But mm-hmm. then we got to like the real shit and like my true colors came out. And <laughs> there were a lot of times where I would just break up with him at the first sign of trouble because I was like, well, I'm not letting you break up with me. I'm going to break up with you. Yeah. Like, so it's similarly, that's how I was treating all of my relationships was like, I'm going to make sure I put the last nail in the coffin. You're not going to do it. I'm going to do it. Because then I feel like I'm protected. I I know what to expect. It doesn't hurt me that way. Yeah. And I won't be surprised by any hurtful things that you're probably going to do to me. It's like a very unhealthy way of thinking. And it took a lot of therapy and self-reflection to realize that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And we can work through these conflicts. But like a lot of people... it amazes me how many people don't think to like do that self-reflection and work on themselves and want to grow. Like uh, there's so many people I know that just kind of get stuck in this like victim mentality and they just think that, you know, the world is against them and they don't recognize their culpability in a situation. And like, it's so hard for people to apologize, Mm -hmm. but apologizing is actually one of the most freeing things Mm -hmm. that I have found. And it is hard. It is, it is it hard. Is extremely difficult. Oh, yeah. You got to like set your pride yeah. aside and apologize. I've apologized mm-hmm. to a friend that felt left out because of me and I owned it and I apologized to her and I've had to apologize to plenty of people, to my own children. I've had to apologize. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the most important thing you can do for your children is apologize. Yeah, to them so they and- know you're an actual human being and mm-hmm. not just this mom and dad are the best and greatest. I think, uh, like, I think that's important for, for your children to understand that you are a human being just Mm -hmm. like they are and that you do make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it's like setting that example, like I've done something wrong and I'm going to acknowledge that Mm -hmm. and apologize wholeheartedly. And I truly mean it. But I think, you know, I think some of that, I think, and that's one reason we get along well, uh, stems from how you grow up and your life experiences, I think some of the the ability to take a step back and, and, and take a look at yourself and, and just want to have better, do better, grow as a human being, for a lot of people, stems from coming from a certain walk of life and really wanting to get out of that mm-hmm. and break free from that. Because I grew up like that, too, you know, like my how to stay away from home dad. And <laughs> my mom <laughs> worked like two or three jobs and... You know, so we were home alone, just fending for ourselves most of the time. And that's sort of what I grew up seeing as this is what women have to do. And it made me so angry. And so I was very, very, I've always been very defensive when it, like, with men. And sometimes they don't have to do much. And I'm just, like, I just, I don't need you and whatever. And it's just because I didn't grow up with a very good example of Mm -hmm. what a healthy marriage would look like or you know, a a woman with support and love looks like. 
And so, you know, that instilled in me a lot of issues I had to work through and I'm still working through. And it's, it's a back and forth, you know, a few steps forward, a few steps back. And then, you know, a lot of tragic things happen in life. And when you've experienced a lot of trauma and tragedy, you're going to have, you're either going to go with that trauma and wallow in it and dive deep in that and let it be the excuse for bad behavior. Mm -hmm. Or you go the opposite direction and you learn from it and you let it be something that gives you purpose and gives you meaning and value to give to other people who are going through something similar. Yes. And when you want to be a person in life every day who adds value to the lives of others in some way, you know you have to work on your own self first. Mm -hmm. You can't do it until you work on your own self. It is so easy to just, being popular is easy. That is the easiest, you can, if you want to be popular, all you got to do is try to look a certain way, talk a certain way, do what the popular kids are doing, talk like the popular people are talking, hang out with them, go with everything they think and say. Done. You're popular. Mm -hmm. Like that, it's easy. It is not easy to stick to the character that you are trying to have in your life and whatever that looks like. You know what I mean? My oldest daughter... I'm so proud of her. I'm going to give her a shout out. She's 14 and she is going through it because she's different. She, you know, she doesn't really do social media for, and I'm a big reason for that because I'm all over it. And so I see how awful it is for, can you imagine when we were young, when we were teenagers? Oh my gosh. No. I, mean, I girls know. were so mean in person oh or in gosh. written notes. I can't even imagine having the torture social media the in torment. high school. And it lives forever, and they don't think about it. This is forever. That it's never. Once it's out there, it's out there. So I'm, you know, I'm not. Let, I don't let her on social media um, yet. So she's one of very few in her in her age group who isn't. And it, I do see a difference in the way that she behaves and thinks, and and the way she treats others. And she sticks to her guns about the kind of. She knows the kind of character she wants to have. If she doesn't agree with what's what everyone else is saying or, you know, what's the easy thing to, to think or whatever, then she sticks by it. She doesn't let anyone sway her. And I'm so proud of her for that because when I was her age, I gave in. I gave in. I was like, fine, you guys. I'm, I'm, I think all the things you think. And um, if you want to make fun of me, I'll be a comedian. And if you want to make fun of me, that's fine. I just want to be in the group because I don't want to be alone anymore. Mm -hmm. And she's alone. Yeah, the consequence the of forming your own thoughts and opinions yes. and going your own way is typically very isolating. Being alone, yeah. And until you, and you guys, you know, you stick with it until you find your people. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of the day, it's you being the best version of yourself. And if you're that, then hardly anything anybody says to you or about you is going to bring you down because you're focused on your own life and what you're doing each day and how you can add value to others. And if someone doesn't want to be a part of that, then that's their decision. Yeah. And that's, know? that's fine. That is fine. You do, you do what makes you happy. If that gives you joy, then like that's for you. But if that's not for me, then I have to go my own way. Right. I have to set and my own path. This is something that really bothers me too, is this whole idea that if, uh, if I've decided, for example, like, we'll just use the social media thing. So I've obviously decided my kids aren't going to have social media. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to choose that and decide that and have my very good reasons for that without you feeling offended because you do mm -hmm. allow yours. Uh, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes, because that's exactly what I was kind of going with is like, you know, with the popularity thing, like, if that really does make you feel like fulfilled and you naturally are that, like, that is completely fine. If that's how you fit in and like, th those are your people, then that's great. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong or whatever. I'm just saying if I don't quite fit in, then I'm mm -hmm. going to have to find my own way. Cause if right. I try to conform myself to that, I'm going to be very unhappy. Yes. So I think that's what you have to figure out for yourself is like where you truly do belong. Don't try to force yourself yes. as a square into a circle hole, you mm -hmm. know, 
find another square hole and be happy with that. And that's the journey you're on, like, as a grown woman. I'm, you know, middle-aged over here. I can't stop sweating. I know I'm about to go into premenopause, and I can't wait because I'm so tired of accidentally getting pregnant. So... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you it's, it's so freeing to truly know who you are and be able to be that no matter where you are and who you're around. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be times where who you're around, it doesn't feel right. It mm -hmm. doesn't fit right. There's just, it's just not happening. There's not a connection for whatever reason. And being, and just having that freedom to be okay with that and go, it doesn't mean anything bad. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't like you. It doesn't or, mean yeah. that you don't like me. It's exactly. just, if you don't have a spark with someone or click with someone, mm -hmm. then that is fine. I, I have some very close friends and they're all so different. Like mm -hmm. I consider you to be one of my best friends. Uh, my friend Ashley is one of my best friends. Romeo is one of my best friends there. You guys are all so different. You yeah. guys all have your different backgrounds. There is, not much about you guys is very similar, except that you just make my heart so happy. And so that, like, to me just proves that, you know, who you end up clicking with isn't always going to be this, like, cookie cutter type of image. And so you can't expect that from yourself to other people either. You know, yeah. you can't expect that you are going to fit in with everyone either. Yeah. And that can, and it still doesn't mean it's not difficult. You, you still sit around and find yourself having this longing to be a part of something or, you know, um, I have two girlfriends. I have you and, and another friend and, and that's it, you know, and that's just, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I'm happy with that because they're genuine friendships and I'm, and they're, they don't cause me pain mm -hmm. and I don't have to work for them. Yeah. And like me and you can go a month, two months without even speaking. And I, it's, know. It's, you know what I, I mean? have some other friends like that too. I feel like I need to shout out Morgan and Emily. Like I don't want to <laughs> feel left out. They don't even listen to this. Podcast. Corey, don't get mad. You know, you're my bestie. Um, no. Uh, so those are the best though. The low yeah. maintenance ones where you just know that like if you, you can go months without calling or talking to to one of them. But if you call up one of them because you have an emergency or you mm -hmm. just want to. Or just be like, what up? Sorry, I didn't talk to you for two months. Uh, right. I've been busy. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, welcome back. Yeah. But then, you know, obviously we all have our moments. We're emotional beings, you know, where you think, gosh, you know, I wish I had 10 mm -hmm. friends that group. We all grew up together and we, we do things together and we go on trips and our kids are best friends. Like that mm -hmm. sounds fabulous and phenomenal. Um, until you realize that sometimes all, all, that also comes with a buttload of added responsibility on your shoulders mm -hmm. as a friend because every friend is going to have different needs different wants different things going on in their life that they might want you to be a part of I've learned what my limits are as a friend mm -hmm. and I already know that if you need to talk every day and you need to me to be like overly concerned with every aspect of your life I'm not the one for you yeah because I, I can't do it I physically can't do it I'm the same way like if I if you're gonna get upset because I don't respond to a text within three to five business mm -hmm. days maybe we're not meant to be super yeah. close like I would love to still be your friend and I'm gonna cheer you on and I'm always gonna be here if you need me but like I, I just, I know what I can deliver and what I can't. And yeah. so I need that to be okay with my yeah, friends. I, well, and I, I need you to be okay with me making a joke about it or sending you some stupid gif or whatever. And we move on, we laugh and move on, yes. you know? And also I know like with my friends, we need to be able to make fun of each other. We need to like, laughter is the most important thing to me, mm -hmm. hands down. If I, if, if I, because me being who I am, obviously, I love to make people laugh. It's, I mean, it's just a huge part of my identity. And so if I can't do that, if, if I can't, like, get you to crack a smile or, or get you to stop taking yourself so seriously in a moment, or if I can't break up a heavy moment, mm -hmm. especially in a group of women, with something, like, silly or stupid without, um, you know you feeling offended or mad, then, then I, I don't belong in that group. I don't yeah. belong in that scenario because I need to be able to do that. That's who I am. And I think that's something that, I mean, I talk to my 12 year old all the time about that, about how uh, her friend group should love and accept each person in the group for who they are. And so it should not be just nonstop competition between each other. Who's best at this? Who's best at that? It should be my idea of a great friendship, especially amongst women, is just 
knowing each other so well that you all can be together and be so different in different ways and enjoy that about each other. Mm -hmm. So the things that make this person super different from this person, you guys love that about each other Mm -hmm. and you vibe and that vibes it's a vibe that's what they're saying right (laughs) that's what the kids say these days it's the whole vibe like if your if your friend group's not a good vibe then bad vibes you guys aren't being real because you know if everyone's being real and you're actually friends then those differences vibe you know what i mean you know what i'm saying is what's the vibe in here right now is this like what's the vibe of this podcast it's very pink and very fun (laughs) pink a vibe is that a vibe yes pink is a vibe it's giving me legally blonde i love it yes with my ponytail and my belly girl accent and your carrie underwood dimples and face oh jeez Oh, I did a video once it. with Kelly, and that's all I heard from the, like, just all the comments. Is that, oh, my gosh, that was Carrie Underwood. I thought that was Carrie Underwood. Don't even. It made your whole life. You're oh, like, yes. it, it's, it's, like, the best compliment. <laughs> I just don't quite see it now, like, nowadays, especially. I, I see like, it. I saw it. I love it. It was so nice. Oh, man. I tried out for our worship team today, and I made it. So maybe that's I am amazing. a little like Carrie Underwood. No, I'm just kidding. That and is that's such the other thing. a fallacy. You should be able to say all the cool things that you're doing and it not feel weird. Or you should never, if you're, if you're with friends, you should never feel like you're bragging. You should feel like they want to know what's going on with you and support you and be happy for you um, all the way. Like, I've been in situations around people where I feel like I can't even talk about that I'm touring mm-hmm. and like like that's a big deal yeah, it's a it really big deal and I don't even feel like I can speak about it because it makes me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. or that's, you're afraid of being mistaken for being like braggadocious like right. I, I I'm certainly not trying to do that but there are some things I'm very proud of about like mm-hmm. either my life or my family or my, like my accomplishments same with you like mm-hmm. And I've had, I've have had some friendships like that where I don't feel like I can truly celebrate, especially if, you know, they're not on the same, like in the same energy, you know, like if they're, you know, unhappy with themselves, it's really hard for unhappy people to be happy for other people. And I, Mm -hmm. I do get that to an extent, but to like make someone feel bad about their accomplishments is where it gets really sad. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, uh, personally, suffer from imposter syndrome so bad me like, too on another level oh just, my god me freaking where too. you we can't do even a, we could do an episode on just that yes we should well we'll do it another week like I, I feel like I can't even say out loud some of the really huge things that have happened or that I've been able to accomplish um and like my close friends will shut that down immediately you know and just be like no no, no, no. Like no, it is a big deal. You are amazing and that's amazing and and you can do this and you can do that, you know, and that's what that's what supporting women is. That's yeah. what it looks like. And you might not be able to do that with everyone cuz you don't vibe or mesh with everybody, but you know, I do think that um it is difficult. I'm sure a lot of the listeners will agree. It's just I do feel like it's more difficult for women to have genuine friendships with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been like that for me anyway, like growing up and up until now, like it's, it's a tough thing to navigate. And I think it's just cause we all have so much going on in our heads and so many emotions that we're dealing with mm-hmm. in different ways. But it's particularly with, with mothers, we are stretched so thin and I don't know about you, but I feel on edge all the time, just mm-hmm. trying to remember all the things and I write it down, but then I set the book down that I wrote it on and I don't look at it so you know it's like of course there's solutions but you know it's mentally it's a struggle just to do what we're supposed to do every day to try and make our make sure our kids are happy because we're not just keeping up with their activities and their schedule and their appointments and their sports and their schoolwork and signing them up for all the things and doing all that we're also taking care of them emotionally each individual kid differently Mm -hmm. because i mean maybe some some there might be some dads listening like hey 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 i do that i do that yeah you're few and far between so you just be quiet this is (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about real shit here (laughs) why don't you quit bragging okay dan we know you're amazing okay austin get out of here um austin is amazing okay whatever (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> Be happy for me, Carolyn. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled for you and your situation with your lover boy. Okay. But, um, you know, like there's a lot we're dealing with. And, and I don't think that sometimes we forget that each other is dealing with that. Yeah, absolutely. And here, I do want to point out that like, I have a very helpful husband and we, we do go on dates. Like we, I have a great relationship. I do. I cherish my marriage. Um, but that's not to say that I don't have anxiety or get stressed Mm -hmm. about all the other things that I'm trying to manage because Mm -hmm. you're trying to be a good mom and do all those things, but you're also trying to be a good wife and you're trying to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. And at what point do you finally say like, what am I doing for myself? Yeah, but you're, yeah, you're trying to be a good friend to yourself as well and shut out all those negative voices that are constantly invading your brain also about your own self all the time. And if that's that hard, then, you know, the friendships that you have or the acquaintances that you have, we don't need anybody making it any harder in our lives. I will say uh, at this point in life, too, I'm totally fine with just I don't have to have you in my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, And it's not not supposed to be like a um, mean thing. It's not supposed to be a snap, snap. I don't need you thing. It's just... My peace mm-hmm. is important to me and yeah. life is short. And, you know, some of us know that better than others or real think about it more than others because we've suffered so much loss in our lives. You know, you've lost your mother. I've lost several people as well, you know, and I think that those experiences shape how we feel about this differently. Mm-hmm. Whereas I understand time is limited and I want it spent well and I want it spent energy and time spent on people who are of value in my life and you know there's just no reason there's just no reason to put yourself in a place where you're not wanted right and that should be okay I, mm-hmm. I it's such a like hurdle to for some mm-hmm. reason you know to create boundaries like the people who get so upset over you having boundaries are the reason you need to have boundaries in mm-hmm. the first place but like it's it's really disheartening. Like you just can't win. Mm -hmm. You either, you know, give everything to someone else because you know, at the expense of your own joy or your own relationships or whatever, or you put up the boundary and then hurt somebody else. And then you deal with the pain of that. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you can't win either way. So you have to know, like I've gone through seasons of life where my brain has told me just don't have anybody. Oh, same. I think about that all the time. Yes. And then you won't be able to hurt anyone. Um, it's not even necessarily just them hurting you. It's, I just, I don't want to have any conflict. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have any problems. I'll just, I'll just be alone. And I did. I've asked, I have isolated myself for so long uh, in different seasons of my life and you cannot get away from it. Yeah. It will find you. It will find it you. It will find you. So you have to instead put that effort and energy into bettering yourself so that you're ready when it happens to handle it emotionally and mentally and also so that you seek out having relationships that you know are positive impacts in your life Mm -hmm. which also help you buffer the hard times is having those positive people or what you know whatever in your life and um I think that's where I'm at now where I just you don't, you really just don't have to be liked by everyone. Right. You just and don't. You, you are the, accumu- or you're the culmination, I think is the word I'm looking for. The culmination of like the five people you surround yourself with the mm-hmm. most, right? So that is so important to surround yourself with people who are encouraging and make you feel good and mm-hmm. don't make you doubt yourself. Cause like I struggle with anxiety. I take medication for it, but every once in a while, and you've seen me mm-hmm. really freaking struggle like I really wanted to cuss but you've seen me really 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 struggle and get to a very dark place because of my anxiety Mm -hmm. so I already have that in my head this nasty ugly voice telling me all these lies I don't need anything that's going to feed that voice Mm -hmm. I need people around me who are going to help me fight against it yeah so you just got to buffer it because it's not going anywhere. Exactly. So the only thing you can do about it is become a better version of yourself, become stronger mm-hmm. and, um, and really deepen your own understanding of why things happen. And also that it, 
it doesn't have anything to do with you. Absolutely. You that's know? where grace comes in. Yeah. Is, and that is something I feel like I've gotten better at ever since I started exploring Christianity and just mm-hmm. my religion and what it means to me. And by no means am I trying to like preach to any of our listeners. You don't even have they... to apologize for that. You know, you don't even have to feel a need to say, oh, wait, 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 don't be mad because I said that. It is your journey. It's your life. It's what is happening to you and you're allowed to express it and talk about it. Yeah. You know what I, I mean, like, I guess I just don't want anyone to feel like I'm trying to isolate or be divisive. If you are not a Christian, like I'm, I never want anyone to feel like I have felt before when it comes to other Christians before mm-hmm. I ever started exploring it. Like there were some people who made me feel a little bit like I'm just not in that same realm because I don't get it or I don't understand it. That's not mm-hmm. at all what I'm trying to put out there I just realized that like finding this (laughs) I actually made this comment earlier today while I was at church with Austin you know we're always into like Mm self-help self-development and what better place than church because for me that is like a self-development workshop and I take it very personally and very seriously and one thing I've been trying to do is like learn how to deal with stressors and use examples from the Bible or stories as like a guidebook on how to deal with things. So Mm -hmm. it's taught me to extend a lot more grace with people and remember that what they're going through behind the scenes, A, I'm either not aware of, or B, has absolutely nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm just the brunt of it, and maybe I'm just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like when I got that phone call afterwards, there were so many things I wanted to say. And I didn't because in my mind I was like, Kelly... There are things you you don't know that yeah. are going on. You know, the, like as a legally human blonde, being, happy people don't kill their husbands. Like, right? Happy people aren't mad or sad with other people. Like mm-hmm. hurt people hurt people. And, and you have look, to happy people that. get angry. Happy people get annoyed. Happy people get like frustrated at situations. But it is a sign of emotional and spiritual maturity to be able to control how you react in those moments Mm -hmm. and to think through what you're going to, like how you're about to interact with someone, how you're about to speak to somebody. Um, And, you know, I think right now the culture is just very, very much just wallering in let me tell everyone exactly what I think about them and let me have a mic drop moment. And you know what I mean? And, And it's, it's just, that's popular right now. Mm-hmm. And when you are wanting to be better, you're not going to be doing that. And that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. And not everyone likes that. It's almost like if you're in a toxic friendship, and, and, and it, this is something that's very hard as you're growing as a person. A lot of the time, and almost everyone I bet who's listening has had one of these, though, like a friendship where... Um, the friendship was built on mutual toxic behavior that you both very much enjoyed together. Mm-hmm. That was making both of your lives worse. Mm-hmm. And, but you sort of enjoy those. Mo- wow. Is that, is he, is he upstairs running water? He's while doing you're- a cold plunge. This is going to take a minute. <laughs> Sorry about that. So we have, like, my office is right on the, like, outside of my house, I guess. Like, the this wall goes to the outside, okay? Help me. I've spoken a lot of words, and I'm starting to run out. Basically, Austin <laughs> needed to dip his nuts in cold water real quick to make himself yeah. a healthier, fitter version. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> now he's trying to call me. Okay. We're okay. We need to wrap this up. But anyway, we'll sorry carry about that. this on because so I think it's a great topic. I think it's I think something that I really enjoy reading about and talking about is this uh, is friendship mm-hmm. and the ups and downs of it, but also personal growth and all of that stuff. Um, and we can talk about that anytime you ever want to. And yeah. you are going to have to be a guest on my podcast at some point as well. Yes, I mean, happily. Yeah. I can't wait. About to start. We're going to start doing it again. I have a podcast called the Mother Crushers Podcast. And um, every year That was say, Mother Crushers, for those of you yes. who couldn't understand Mother the Crushers. Mother Crushers Podcast. Mother Crushers Podcast. And we, you know, we both... 
just keep having babies. So we took a little break, but we are going to start it back up and you'll have to come have this discussion over there as well. Definitely. Um, but I, the, I, I gotta go y'all. I gotta go pick a kid up because yeah. that's what I do. Pick up, drop off, pick Duty up, drop calls. Off. Try not to forget one that I dropped off earlier and yeah. Yeah. Keep everyone fed, happy and safe in their homes. Okay, thank you so much for being a fun. guest today. I appreciate it so much. We could, we've talked we for hours before. We only rescheduled it 20 times. Well, <laughs> and you and I have had times where we literally can sit in a restaurant for three or four hours yeah. and just nonstop talk. Do y'all want to know one time we um, were supposed to go <laughs> to a movie? I think it was a movie. And we just decided, we went to dinner and we were just enjoying talking to each other so much that we just sat there for three hours and talked instead of going to the movie. Yeah, we missed the movie. <laughs> yeah, we just didn't go. We were like, let's just have some chips and dip and talk yeah and I loved it and, it and so wonderful. we have to do this again for sure we for always sure. have such a good conversation I appreciate that a lot about yeah. you no oh, I love you okay so we're we're you're gonna be back yeah. I'm gonna be on yours we're gonna keep doing this if you enjoyed it let me know um I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at mama.mysterypodcast. You can find Carol Ann. What is your handle on Instagram? I think it's comedian Carol Ann Miljavik. And then Facebook's just Carol Ann Miljavik. TikTok. I don't know. Something with Carol Ann Miljavik yeah. in there. <laughs> She's got such good stuff. It's so oh, funny. You have, to, you have to just go check it out. But I'll link oh, her on my socials. Oh, if you're in Joplin, Missouri, August 12th. I'll be there at some theater there. I don't know. Yes. If we have any Joplin listeners, check it out. August 12th. Theater. Go find her at the theater. Yeah. I love the way you say that. All right. We're out. Mama. Minutes. We out. Okay. Bye. Bye.